the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back to hour number two from 11 to 12. We're talking about car, car repair questions, and uh, this is what I was told. Would you like to comment on that, Mark? Or this is what they did, and this is the new symptom I have. Those are the kinds of discussions we'll have. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five. 602-508-0960. What kind of oil do you put in your car, Mark? What kind of gasoline do you put in your car, Mark? Um, What kind of uh, uh, belts and hoses do you sell? Those kinds of things um, we can discuss. Those kinds of things I have answers for. Those kinds of things I can guide you. 602-508-0960. There's two shops in town. One's on the west side and one's on the east side. The one on the west side is Auto Dynamics. He's been around. Chuck is the owner. He's been around since 1982. He's on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue in Sun City. West side of Grand, just north uh, and and west of 99th Avenue. He's been around a long time. Chuck knows the difference between right and wrong. He started back in the gas station business in the 60s and 70s like I did. And he knows what what a technician is telling him. He knows whether it's the truth or not. And 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 through the grace of God, we're we're well educated in that sense. So if you don't have a shop in Sun City, then may I suggest Automotive Dynamics, Grand Avenue, just west of 99th Avenue. The other side of the road, the other side of the of the valley, is Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Brian and Thelma come from two families that have been running gas stations in the Mesa area since the 60s. These two young people, and Brian and Thelma are married, they come from two different families, a Shell gas station side and a Union 76 side. They came They came up at the dinner table with the slight odor of gasoline because Dad was home <laughs> from the gas station. They know right from wrong. They're really good people. And they're on Main Street just east of Stapley. And unfortunately, I would love to give you two or three different garages in Mesa, but I have a pretty fine filter. But Thompson always has and always will be on my list. Thompson's Auto Repair, Main Street just east of Stapley. The reason why we're talking a lot about ECMs, electronic control modules, or the computer in your car is because over the last maybe month, my my world has been dominated by that. Here's the mistake people make. They have someone diagnose the ECM, and and, and you take it to shop A, and A says, and you say, I have a a code, I have a check engine light, and they call you and say, you need a new computer. At that point, you take it to another shop and have them put the computer in. That is the recipe for disaster. You can't do that. That happened twice last week, and I was asked to be involved in both of them. The fact of the matter is, is whoever diagnoses it has to fix it. If they charge you a diagnostic fee, then they better know what they're doing, and they better put in the part, and it better turned off your check engine light. 
in this particular case the shop he took it to a third shop and he instructed them to replace the computer well that was six hundred dollars at the end of the day the same code came back so the computer is the transportation network for all the electronics but it's also a place where those codes are stored the problem is is the computer is just telling you what it's being told so the very first shop said well they probably did something wrong the second shop said well you didn't tell us to fix anything you instructed us to replace the ECM instructed us to replace the computer and we did and the fact that we did it right means that there are no additional codes now now you're telling us there's a code in there but it, that code is still there but none of the other codes the installation codes are there so you know I, I can track it backwards but right now so if someone tells you they need a computer to turn off the check engine light you need to hi you either hire them or you get a second diagnosis and then find somebody who will do both diagnose and repair the process is very arduous and very difficult it's not for an oil change quick loop facility it's not for a company that sells lots of tires it's not for somebody who works in a chain store and and uh, he was graduated from high school three years ago that's not where you need to be it's a sophisticated process to remove the computer from your car buy a new bare one and then plug that in to a database and tell that computer you are going to be responsible for Mark Salem's 2012 Dodge pickup truck and here's the VIN number that's what they're going to talk about so once we load the software in the computer then it's really plug-and-play plug it in if the diagnosis diagnosis was right the check engine light will not come back and we're done the problem is internal to the computer here's the biggest problem the same code comes back so you had a 39 the shop said the 39 indicates that the computer needs to be replaced so we need to replace it and that's going to cost you six hundred and fifty dollars go ahead six hundred and fifty dollars later we still have code 69 it's it's the way it is you can't have that so you can't split up the the difference between who diagnosed it and who repaired it who fix it who diagnoses it has to fix it and you always pay with a credit card because if you pay with a credit card and then they give you back the car and it has the same exact problem as you had before you write a nice letter to your insurer or your credit card company and say I don't want to pay this charge because this is what happened I had a code they said they fixed the code they gave me a bill and the, here's the copy of the bill I still have the code here's documentation and they didn't fix the code and they replaced the computer so their diagnosis was wrong their repair was wrong and I don't want to pay for it and nine times out of ten the insurance or your credit card company will back charge the shop because I can really and truly who's big enough in Phoenix to tell master charger visa or discover or American Express to go pound sand <laughs> none of us are <laughs> no one's gonna tell your credit card company that you better reverse this charger I'm not gonna use your cards anymore well there's a half your business goes away because half of our business pays with a credit card so we're we're not that strong to do that. Those are the kinds of things. And I I've had just a slew of ECM complaints and uh and I don't get involved in each and every one of them, but I do do what they ask me and that's give them advice. And typically I advise them to go to somebody's shop that I know is capable of handling this and I'm really proud to tell you that that list is on my website marksalem.com, but these guys are good. And the last two PCMs over the last 3 months PCM issues that I've sent to other shops both fixed and the customer called me back and I asked please wait two or three weeks and then call me and tell me thumbs up or thumbs down 
and uh, and I know in my heart that <laughs> I know in my heart that if you put a new computer in, the code's going to come back pretty quick. We're talking days, maybe even hours. So if it's the same code and it had a 39 and you diagnose it as a bad computer and then you put it in and then two hours later the 39 pops back up, you missed it. And at that particular point, you as the consumer have the right to unwind the deal and start all over again with a credit of $400 or whatever they charged you for the diagnosis, the computer, the flash the computer, put your software in it, and complete the deal. That's that's the credit you're looking for. 602-508-0960. Another thing that's going on in our industry right now is is that there is a minority of shops out there that are struggling for business, and they have decided to rewrite your owner's manual. I am hearing on a regular basis, sometimes three and four times a week, of someone who says that my shop says that I, uh, this was one that happened yesterday, my shop says that I have to replace all the fluids in my vehicle every year. Nothing, and, and of course this car is less than 10 years old, nothing can be further from the truth. Um, almost all the newer model cars, and certainly for the last five to 10 years, are calling for somewhere in the vicinity of 75 to 100,000 mile service intervals for the liquids in your car. The cooling system, the power steering, the brake fluid, the transmission fluid, the differential fluid, the transfer case fluid, most all of those. Now, it is true that you'll get a lot of gray-haired guys that say, I change all that at 50,000 miles. It's okay that they do that. It's not necessary, but it's okay. If it makes you feel better and if it makes you love your truck better and if you think your truck's going to love you better and last forever, then knock yourself out. Change all those fluids as much as you want. But by the time you do cooling system, brake fluid, transmission, and differential, and transfer case, by the time you do five or six fluids, you are clearly past the $1,000 mark. It'll cost you a thousand to do all of those fluids properly. Doing them at thirty thousand miles, or be, you're being told on a car that's seven years old to do them at thirty thousand miles, is just buttering his bread. All you're doing is, is if you sign on to that and you don't look in your owner's manual to see what the owner manual actually says, then all you're doing is, is you're giving him a whole bunch of money every thirty thousand miles, and and it's not that you need to do that. See, in most of the cars that have been made in the last 10 years, we have synthetic fluids in most of them. And and we have also equipment to test the fluids. For instance, brake fluid. We have this little device that costs like 100 bucks, and it tells us the moisture content in your brake fluid, how much water you have in your brake fluid, and we don't want a lot of water. It's in a 0 .0, 0.0, 0.1, kind of range. So we also have some paper, litmus paper things that we stick in your brake fluid and we pull it out and it tells us how much moisture you have in your brake fluid. The fact of the matter is, is you turn it around and say, Mark, when do you do your fluids? And I say, somewhere between 90 and 100,000 miles on everything I own. Now, between the shop and the kids and the grandkids and Renee's mom and, and, and all the family that, that I'm responsible for, um, we're doing fluids on at least one or two cars uh, every year. At, no, one or two cars every month, but I've got everybody in my family on 100,000-mile services. So it's you can do whatever you want, but I promise you this much. If you change your transmission fluid every 10,000 miles, if 
if that transmission was going to fail at 70, you could change the fluid every day, but at 70,000 miles, that transmission is going to throw in the towel, and you've wasted a lot of money. There's no such thing as the transmission's going to love you if you change the fluid more often. The transmission is going to last longer. The brakes are going to last longer. The transfer case is going to last longer. The cooling system is going to last longer if you change the fluid on a regular basis. Not, that's just not true. It's just not true. So look in your owner's manual. Dog ear the pages that shows when you're supposed to change spark plugs and when you're supposed to change the oil and when you're supposed to change all those other fluids. Just dog ear the pages and live by that because the owner's manual is written by the guy who built your car. He, that he knows, and he doesn't know if you live in Maine or Arizona, or if you live in a humid, com uh, like Florida during the humidity time in Arizona when it's hot, or when it's blazing cold or cold as hell in Montana in the northern part of the United States versus El Paso and Phoenix. So that manual's written for all of those places. And so don't let anybody tell you, oh, well, that manual's not written for Arizona. This is what you say. You say, oh, I didn't know that. Would you order me an Arizona manual for my car? <laughs> and they'll say, yeah, sure. And then you just put it on your calendar to call them every day and say, did you get that manual? Did you get that manual? Because there is no Arizona model manual for your car or your truck. There is no Arizona manual. So those are the tricks. And, and part of this problem is this. Years ago, we got to see every 3,000 miles. At 3,000 miles, we changed your oil, and some guys rotated your tires every oil change, but most of us waited till 6,000 or 9,000 miles. So we do a, oil, a tire rotation every third oil change is what I mean to tell you. So as the car got newer and the fluids got better, then all of a sudden we morphed into this 50 to 60 and then 60 to 70 and then we're 75 to 100 now. So there's a whole lot of you out there with five-year-old cars that are calling for fluids at, at 75 to 100,000 miles and you may have already done them all by now because you've been told that's what needs to be done. But the manual is written for your car and it's written by the people that built your car and designed your car and I suspect that they know more about what your car needs than... Um, the shop down the street. So 602-508-0960 if you have a car question or a car problem or a comment. Now's the time. 602-508-0960. When you need to buy an air conditioning system for your home, you want to know that the company you're choosing has a proven track record over a long time. Not just for providing top quality train equipment at fair prices, but also for supporting conservative values such as liberty, truth, constitutionalism, and patriotism. Mike Aliyah here again from Benefit Air to remind you that Benefit has been a loyal sponsor of Salem Communications in this station for over 14 years continuously. Other AC companies come and go on this station, but we've been here nonstop since 2006 and we're not going anywhere. So now you know you can rely on Benefit Air not just to provide you with the best American-assembled train air conditioners and heat pumps, because everybody knows it's hard to stop a train, but also to continue to use its advertising dollars to support the conservative values that you hold so dear. Call Benefit today and mention this ad, and as a thank you for your support, we will give you a 5% discount on any train system or a 10% discount on any repair. Just call us today at 602-840-9229 or find us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo 
and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's, it's their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry, and just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit WoundedWarriorProject.org slash not alone. I'll tell you about two other shops in town that I'm, uh, I recommend on a regular basis. Blackwell Automotive is at 40th and Greenway. Tom and Mark Salem are twin brothers of different mothers. We're both pretty principled. Both of us have big mouths, and both of us know right from wrong, and both of us are very good at twisting wrenches. So Blackwell, 40th Street, and Greenway, all of us today are backed up. It's not likely that you're going to get an appointment today or tomorrow. You're going to have to make an appointment to bring your car in. That's just the way it is right now in our industry. I don't know why. I don't, I, I, I don't have enough time on my hard drive to tell you why. I just don't know. I just know that my shop and lots of other shops are booked days and sometimes weeks in advance. So Blackwell Automotive, 40th and Greenway. Now, if you're on the other side of town, Kurtz is up at I-17 and, and Bell Road. I've known Kurtz for a very long time. He's honest. Honest as the day is long, as of all the shop owners I tell you about. But he's been around the block. He knows gas and diesel. He has ASE certified technicians. He's at I-17 and Bell Northeast Corner. And years and years and years ago, Kurt told a lady she did not need an engine and fixed her car for $30. And from that point on, he's waved his magic wand numerous times and saved people lots of money. So Kurt's Automotive is a good guy. Let's go to the phones. Craig, good morning. How can I help you? Morning. I've got a uh, 2001 Mercedes. I bought it uh, from a family friend for my daughter. And... It, it's uh, got an issue. They, they replaced a key, and so I've got three keys for it now. But sometimes you put that, you know, that electronic key in and turn the ignition, you get nothing. Do it okay. a couple of times, and you pull it out, put it in, and then it finally starts. On like sometimes the second, third, or fifth time, you do that. Um, and I guess you know I only spent about seventeen hundred dollars. It's an old car for my sixteen-year-old daughter. And uh, I'm just kind of debating how I can fix this to see if I can get something that'll be a little bit more consistent so that she's not freaking out when she gets someplace that it's going to start. <laughs> well, you, you start with who sold you the key that's that's on and off, good and bad. You start there and explain to them that this is an intermittent key and you're worried that your daughter might need to hop in the car, lock the door, and start and drive away from a hazard and not have the ability to do that. So you're going to start with who sold you the key. This happens all the time. This happens all the time. There's all kinds of people out there that swear that they can take and recode keys and stuff like that. My shop has one guy that will do it. And as a matter of fact, my wife the other day on her Jeep, on her new Jeep she bought, she wanted a new key. And he said, it's too new. You need to go back to the dealer. So we went to Earnhardt, and they made us another key. The keys are usually 200 bucks somewhere around there. They can be as high as 3 and they can be as low as a buck and a quarter. But you need to go to the person who sold you the key first and ask him nicely if he'd re redo the key or, or do another key. If not, then call a, a local repair shop you deal with and ask them who they use. 
And now some of the guys that are mobile won't go to a customer's house. They want the shop in between them and the customer. That's possible. The default is clearly go to the dealer. Now, what do you live anywhere near North Scottsdale? Um, I, I'm technically over in uh, Phoenix, uh, where I work, and I live out in Gilbert. But okay, but you guys um, have something out in Scottsdale. There is there, there's a, a Mercedes dealer in Scottsdale, uh, Goodies. G-O-O-D-Y-S, goodies. I would call him and ask him, um, say, Mark Salem said to ask you, do you have somebody who's a mobile uh, technician who makes a good Mercedes key? That's oh, how okay. I would approach that. Call goodies because he'll know. Okay. All right. Good luck to you, Craig. Good luck to you. Dave, you're up next. How can I help you? Uh, thank you, Mark, for taking my call. Say, I've got a 2014 uh, Nissan. It's a high-performance Nissan, four-wheel drive. Um, uh, it's got a complicated automatic transmission, and occasionally I uh, I track it. Um, because of the complexity of the car um, and the fact that it does go on the track occasionally, well over 500 horsepower, um, I do change my fluids more frequently than is recommended uh by the owner's manual and here's my issue you take it to the nissan dealer they have certified mechanics that do that they're at 250 dollars an hour so a three-hour service charge to uh handle the transmission would be 750 bucks my question to you i think i can do better with just as good a people who would you recommend going to uh, for a high-performance car of that nature. Well, I disagree with a lot of what you say. Okay. So you're out there on the track, and and so the real question is, is do you drive any different than Mark does in his Dodge that's high-performance at about 600 horse or his Corvette that's got 900 horse? The fact of the matter is, is why are you running your car any different than Grandma Moses runs her car? Other than the fact that maybe your temperatures will be a slightly higher, coolant temperature, oil temperature, gear temperature, engine temperature. They'll be slightly higher when you're out there, you know, doing your, your Rapid Roy the Race Car Boy stuff. The idea is, is I don't agree because most of the fluids in most of the cars today are synthetics. The old oils used to turn to a solid between 250 and 300 degrees. Synthetics don't even turn to a solid till north of 500 degrees. And at 500 degrees, your cooling system's trash, your, your power steering is trash, your engine's trash, your transmission's trash. So I don't agree that the idea that you're going to take it and track it and now you want to speed up the oil change intervals and stuff is a necessary evil. But then again, if that's what you wanted to do, don't buy don't buy um, uh, synthetic oil because you're wasting it. Because synthetic oil is good for ten to fifteen to twenty thousand miles. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do a conventional, just go back to a conventional. Go to a ten thirty conventional or twenty fifty conventional, or whatever. But I missed. You said you had a fourteen watt. I missed the the mic and model. It's a it's a it's a Nissan GTR. Okay. Okay. Um. It's 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 really it, in, in the manual. Ahead. Just I don't mean to interrupt you. In the manual, there's some uh, there are a number of pages that fully discuss temperatures, and among the temperatures discussed were the temperatures in the transmission. They, they have a, a, an array of gauges that you know that come up that can show the driver. Plus, there's a memory, and 
anything above, I, I, I'm trying to remember, but anything above 300, and uh, they recommend an immediate change of the fluid. Yeah, well, that's a 14 car with a 14 manual. That's nine years ago. <laughs> well, it's an automatic. It's an automatic. It's an automatic. I know. I know. I know. It, it's 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 up to you. I wouldn't do that. I I I just wouldn't do that. I, I mean, I don't do it to my cars. I don't do it to any of my cars. Um, I, it, it's it's uh, and you can also uh, oil is forward compatible. So if you're using a conventional oil right now, there's nothing wrong with you going to a synthetic transmission fluid. There's nothing wrong with it. You can do that. So everything is forward compatible. But, um, uh, you know, 200 degrees is nothing for a conventional oil. Um, 300 degrees is going to be on the ragged edge of a conventional oil. But 500 degrees for a synthetic oil and north of 500 is just common, common ground. There's no problem there. So okay. that that that's now I'll tell you what when you pull the dipstick out after you go out and 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 you know race the car, um, I would be interested if you wiped it on a tissue and you smelled it, and if you did that before you went racing and after you went racing, I'd be interested if there was an odor change and I'll bet you there isn't and if there isn't and there's no color change then there is no problem no odor mm-hmm. no color no problem. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. Well, uh, okay, that's that's fine. But let's assume that there's a malfunction of some sort in the differential or, or in the trans or anywhere in that okay. car. What okay. shop would you take it to other than a dealer where you pay 250 an hour for a certified mechanic? Okay. Well, I can tell you the certified mechanics at the dealership, at, at no matter what, what, what car brand they have, would never work for me because the guys that work for me know Chevys and Ford. They know the alphabet of cars. When you work on Nissans all your life, all you do is work on Nissans. And when you work on Chevrolets or Fords or Hondas or Toyotas or, or uh, Eclipses or whatever, the, the guys that are really well-rounded are the guys in the independent market that know all the cars. They know the idiosyncrasies. And if somebody in the shop doesn't know, somebody else in the shop does know. So I think the independent market has much better technicians because they're more rounded. That Nissan guy is not going to come at my place and going to get master technician level hourly rate because he's only done Nissan. So if you give him a Ford, he may not know which end to open the door. And I'm making fun of the situation, but you understand what I'm saying. Um, I want to tell you, 250 an hour uh, uh, on the top end, I keep track of labor rates both in the independent market, the chain market, and the dealer market. All three of them. And we'll be back in a minute. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel. The greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was not just, you know, working with my physical disabilities, I was emotionally broken. I remember thinking, how did I get here? How? It was affecting me in my marriage. My husband, he didn't know how to help me. He actually called Wounded Warrior Project. 
Wounded War Project had this thing called Couples Odyssey. It was an eye-opener, and it I think it really saved our marriage. They gave us books and resources and tools on how to help us with that. I just love him. I love you, honey. I love you, too. Watching her fight for her mental health, fighting for other veterans, fighting for this family, uh, helped me to fight, too. Well, I always loved her, but I love her 10 times more for that. Not all wounds are visible. If you or a loved one are suffering, visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust at Liberty. The three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. All about that Back to you, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. If you'd like to join or if you have a car- comment or a question or a problem, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We were talking about labor rates when we... And I missed my break, so I had to abruptly uh, say goodbye to you for a minute. And let me tell you about labor rates. I am the labor rate, hourly rate Nazi. I am constantly, constantly having our staff and other people, I hire people to go out and do labor rate analysis for me. So I want to price my shop in the middle. I want to be at a 60 to 70% rate of the market. Now we have we have dealerships, we have independent stores, we have chain stores, we have mom and dad stores, we have small shops, we have all of that kind of stuff. And I'm going to tell you right now, you can always call the shop and ask them what their our labor rate is. It's 175 an hour. It's for the performance side, the four-wheel drive side, the mom and dad side, the motorhome side, all that stuff. Is once I don't know about the motorhomes. I may have misspoken there. I think that might be higher, but all the the passenger cars and trucks on the road today is 175 at our shop. $250 at a dealership um, is something that I wonder about. 
and it, maybe it's a car that's a special car, and maybe there's so few of them out there that the customers that own the car doesn't have a lot of, of shops that are going to raise their hand and say, I want to work on your car. I don't know what the situation is, but today the average labor rate in dealerships, independents, chain stores, and mom and pops is about 175, and that's where we're at. And that's the reason I do these these uh, analysis all the time and I actually hire people to call around and get their labor rate and then we do all the number crunching and the labor rate is that for oil changes as well as an engine replacement or is there a two-tier labor rate the oil change oh yeah oil change is only $85 an hour what about an engine pull well that goes to 250 okay okay there's some out there that do that it's okay with me but I want to price myself in the middle of that market and I want to be in the 60 percent of the range so that's why we've picked 175 is that's 60% of the range. So when it comes to labor rates, that's kind of how it works. But $250 an hour, but it's not going to take three hours, $750 for someone to change your transmission fluid. If they're charging you three hours at $250 an hour, you got something terribly wrong with the technician or the stopwatch because it shouldn't take a tech three hours to change the filter and the fluid in your transmission. Chip, you're up next. How can I help you? <coughs> Yeah, hi, Mark. Uh, another great show, as always. Um, I've got a 2001 uh, Toyota Tacoma uh, 3.4 liter uh, pre-runner uh, body style. And I, I have this uh, occasional issue <clears throat> in the morning. Uh, I'll back out of my driveway, and when I put it into drive, uh, it feels like it's in uh, third or fourth gear. Uh so if I drop it manually down, it's an automatic. When I drop it uh, manually down into uh, L, uh, it goes to the to the low gear and <clears throat> uh, seems to be all right after that. But it seems like there's okay. there's some kind of a. Uh, anyway, I'm calling to ask about that. Okay, <laughs> I, I I understand what you're saying. Um, so cold when you throw it down into drive, it seems to want to start in second, third, or fourth. And it and so yeah. it's slipping a little bit, and I'm having to give it a little bit more gas. And within the next ten, fifteen minutes, everything returns to normal. How many miles Correct. are on that Toyota? Uh, One hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. I mean, if I were you, I would take maybe. You know those little plastic cups that you get from the medical people where you put your pills in? I think they hold like an ounce. Yes. Okay. I want you to put like three ounces of brake fluid in your transmission. Because what you're describing okay. is hard, hard internal seals, and they're not containing the pressure first thing in the morning. And for years and years and years, we've used brake fluid, and brake fluid, uh, all the rubber components in your brake system, brake, one of the benefits of brake fluids is it causes the rubber components to swell slightly. Swell okay. slightly. So by putting in, you know, I don't know, three, four, five, six ounces of brake fluid in your transmission, we we... The gain is is we cause the seals to swell so we're not leaking all this pressure first thing in the morning, and you say, that fixed it. On the downside, there is no downside. It's not going to hurt it. <laughs> and so okay. on all the old engines that have a cold start slipping problem or it starts off not in first, second, or third, it starts off in third instead of first. But after it warms up, Mark, just exactly what you said, it's fine throughout the rest of the day. I think our success with brake fluid in the... Um, in the transmission is probably 85%. 
Well, I'll give it a shot. Thank you. You got nothing, you got nothing to lose. Brake fluid's a hydraulic component. It's not going to hurt anything in your transmission. And and brake fluid is, is in the same kind of an environment of the transmission. It's around heat. It's around clutches. It's around seals um, and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's not going to hurt it. Okay? Great. Thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five of them. And so I've got 20 minutes of the show left. It will be about 18 minutes when we get back from this break. But I can fit in a couple of callers, so if you'd like, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back right after this. Brandon Tatum isn't a fan of the current administration. Joe Biden is the worst president in United States history. The cabinet that he has is the wokest, most ridiculous cabinet that there is. Nobody in there know how to do anything they're supposed to do. They all woke. But Joe Biden literally thrusts these people in positions of power because they're woke. These people are completely incompetent. The Officer Tatum Show. Weeknights at 8 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Is your home's title still in your name? What would you do if you discovered you're the victim of a home title theft and that the one document that proves you own your home is no longer in your name? With Home Title Lock's free lookup service, you can verify your home is still safely in your name. Thieves can now discover the title to your home online. They simply forge your signature on a transfer document stating you sold your home to them. Then they take out loans on your home or sell it to some unsuspecting buyer. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you. Home Title Lock does. Home Title Lock puts a virtual shield around your home's title to help keep criminals away. First things first, verify your home's title is still in your name with Home Title Lock's free lookup service. There's no obligation. It's absolutely free. Then register your address for 30 free days of protection. Visit HomeTitleLock.com slash free. HomeTitleLock.com slash free. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. When you run across a shop that's called Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, there's a message there. Now, Nate says, if you own a diesel and we service your diesel on a regular basis and we fix your problems and you happen to have a Chevrolet pickup truck that needs an oil change, he says, we'll do that for you. But Strictly Diesel means Strictly Diesel. Nate is so good with Chevys, Fords, and Dodges. He's up at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. He's a good friend of mine. We actually compete against one another because we both modify diesels. We both do suspensions and tires and wheels and exhaust kits and all that kind of stuff. But he's really good. 
Nate is really good when it comes to the five liter, <laughs> and that's that's a Ford motor, and 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 into the seven threes, which is a really good Ford motor, but it's one that was a long time ago. But Nate's really really good with Chevy, Ford, and Dodges. So if you have a problem with that, and you live in the north part of town, I seventeen and Pinnacle Peak is called Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, and you'll you'll probably talk to Nate. Let's go to the phones. John, you're up first. How can I help you? Hey, thank you for taking it. Uh, quick question. I got an old 93 Toyota 4x. It's got the 22RE in it. got about 250K on it. Runs great. Done the wheel bearings once, replaced them. But I'm getting ready to repack the front wheel bearings, and they're the old style. You've got to take out, clean, and pack them. And I can't seem to be confident in any type of grease I find at O'Reilly's or AutoZone or anywhere because I've had a bad experience with wheel bearings before where I repacked one with this so-called special synthetic grease and after about 25,000 miles it started making a lot of noise took it apart and the bearings kind of burned up so what would you recommend for like the best wheel bearing grease in this old Toyota 4x and I got new wheel bearings okay factory well synthetic um, it elevates it elevates the temperature range significantly so you're blaming it on the grease, and I'm telling you, I've done enough bad wheel bearings to know that I'm not capable of doing that except 50% of the time. Either it's going to be the wheel bearing or it's going to be the grease. Now, okay. nine times out of ten, it's the fact that the, nobody ever packed the bearings or they had the nut too tight when they went to squeeze the grease out or when they went to torque the nut before they dropped the pin in there. There's And, and it's happened to my shop. I mean, there's okay. I, there's... We, we screw up a wheel bearing every once in a while. We just do, or we miss it. We take it apart, we clean it, but we don't roll all the rollers all the way around. And But there's one roller that's come apart, and it's got a section of the chrome off of it, and we didn't see that, and that's going to contaminate that bearing, and that's going to cause a failure. We're going to have egg on our face, and we're going to have to pony up some money out of our pocket to put that truck back together. So okay. I, I still... I think a name brand synthetic grease is the best you can hope for. The, now, let me ask you a couple of questions. How do you pack these? Uh, completely wash the bearing clean. Okay. And then I will put rubber gloves, put a slob of grease in my hand, and then I will push it through with force both ways, and then I shall do it four times, two times on each side. Okay, so I understand you know, what you're saying. Coming so out the, the, yeah. Okay, stop, stop. Um, you, the grease is in your palm of your hand, and you're kind of scraping it on the back side of the bearing until it comes out the other side of the roller. It through with force. Exactly. Okay, that's what I'm trying to give yeah. everybody else. You and I know what we're talking about, but I'm trying to help everybody else. Oh, okay, so you, okay. You pack those, and you grease the you grease the spindle, then you put the bearing in, then you put the seal behind it, and the outside bearing, you put that together. Now, tell me about, quickly, tell me about the process from that point on. When you get to the nut, tell me how you how I handle the nut. How I handle the nut is I'll tighten it down, and as I'm doing it, I'm spinning the rotor. Okay. And I try to use a position to where it was before. I mark everything before I take it off with the cotter key. Again, this is old style. It's not those nice new sealed wheel bearings. And uh, try to get back to that point, tighten it a little over that, and then just back it off to that point. Okay. So so what he's saying, folks, is, is that he's going to use a wrench, and he's going to spin the rotor as he's doing these wheel bearings, and he's going to keep tightening up the wrench until he, re- he meets resistance. 
and then he's going to give it a little bit more resistance. And when we meet resistance, that means that we squeeze the grease out between the bearing and the seal, or the bearing and the race. That's okay. That's okay. And then he's going to squeeze the grease out, then he's going to back off just the, the width of the blade of the handle of his wrench, or whatever. So he's going to squeeze it, and then release it, drop the cotter pin, and be done with it. And, and I, I'm happy to hear that you did it that way because I, I like it when you squeeze the grease out of it. I like it when you get it tight. <laughs> I like I like all that. I think I think you had a wheel bearing go bad, and I think you blamed it on the grease. But you can use either okay. one. I'd use a name brand either way, but it's important to know this. Wheel bearing greases are made by three companies in the United States. I don't know who they are, but I know who told me that, and I trust him because he buys parts from all these places. So really and truly, no matter what it is, and it's really not price-related, but the synthetics are more money, but the synthetics almost double the heat range. In your particular okay. case, in my wheel bearings on my Dodge truck, you got a seal back there, too. The seal's going to be gone, long gone before the green, <clears throat> the 500-degree bearing wheel bearing lube is gone so we're still having to deal with those temperature stuff but at at past 300 degrees the bearing's going to go bad no matter what grease you have in it so i don't know that i okay just a name brand is be what i'd I'd pick and i like the red stuff okay i like the red stuff so that's what i would do all right i'll give that a shot thank you very much all right good luck to you thank you very much too uh pat you're up next Pat? Hi, Pat. Mark? Yes, sir. Yeah, hi. Um, I have a 2003 Chrysler C-Bring LXI with a V6, and I bought this car as a project car, and it didn't move, so I had the transmission done on the car, and the transmission shop couldn't road test the car because they said they couldn't communicate uh, with the computer. So I guess every time they plugged into the OBD2, um, it didn't give them any information. So uh, I was just wondering uh, what your thoughts would be in reference to uh, trying to get this car um, loadable. Um, it doesn't. I I, I um, actually put a three-day temp on the car and I drove it, and it seems to be that it's only in one gear, which is uh, I guess you could say it's in third gear. So what are your thoughts? I think this is their. Is, is, it's theirs to fix. Is what I think. I mean, they, uh, they, how much did they charge you? How much did they charge you to overhaul it? Well, first of all, I couldn't get the transmission, so they... Uh, no, no, uh-uh. I'm saying, how much did it cost you? $1,400. So they charged you $1,400, and you're in no better shape than you were before. Right. Okay. I'm not. All right. So you want me to try to explain their effort to get out of their responsibility of fixing your transmission. You want me to tell you how to get them to just raise their hand and say, you're right, I didn't improve your position. It's a problem with the computer, which is what everybody says when they don't know what else to say. So you didn't tell me you weren't a good guy for the computer problems. You didn't tell me there was parameters associated with this $1,400. You took this thing apart. You put it back together. Now, do you still have the same symptoms as you had before or different? Well, the thing that's going on is that they couldn't get the transmission. I had to reach out on eBay to get a transmission so they could put the transmission in the car. And, uh, you know, they didn't road test the car. They gave me back the car, and they said that they could not communicate with the transmission. So so the the one, two, three, four, five is, is you had a transmission problem. You, uh, uh, 
in not in conjunction with but with the full knowledge of this shop you got a transmission on eBay they installed it they charged you $1400 to install it then they gave it back to you and told you it's got a computer problem is that the 12345 yes okay folks that's exactly why you don't do what he just did it's exactly why you don't do. You don't buy your parts and have another shop put it in because the shop always does what this shop said. Oh, it's not our problem. No one knows whose problem it is until you fix it. The only choice you have is just to go get it fixed. The question he, He's saying to you, well, I can't communicate to the computer. To be honest with you, on an O3C bring, you don't need to communicate to the <laughs> transmission. You plug and play that thing. You put the transmission in, you connect all the connectors, and there should be an automatic data loop between the two of them. So so the guy that's that out here in Never Never Land, we've got the guy who rebuilt this transmission that sold it to you, or whoever whatever he did to it he's out there and so now you don't know if it's the computer if it's the data link or if it's inside one of the sensors or one of the of the worker bees one of the solenoids is not working so you're in a real big pickle there is i don't think you're going to find another shop that's going to take this because nobody wants to be involved but i will tell you this I think you should, if there is a shop in town, you might go sweet talk Phil over at Automatic Transmission Exchange and tell him, I would, if I were you, this is how I'd handle it. Phil, Mark Salem said you probably won't take this, but let me tell you real quick, I'd like to bring my 03 Sebring over. I bought a transmission on eBay. I had a shop put it in, and then they say they can't get it to work because it's not talking to the computer. And so, Phil, is that something that you can look at, um, and can you give me some kind of financial parameters um, to where, uh, you know, can you check it out? Can you diagnose it? Can you give me an estimate? What's it going to cost to have you give me an estimate to fix it? Because the problem is going to be the transmission doesn't belong in your car. The transmission is defective inside. The transmission doesn't have sensors, a, a sensor that belongs on your car because your 03 had four sensors and the 05 had three. And so they gave you a three-sensor 05 for a four-sensor car. Those are the kinds of problems that you have. But just talk to Phil at the Automatic Transmission Exchange. If anybody can pull a rabbit out of his hat, um, it'll be him. But to be honest with you, um, he's not going to work for free, and he's not going to discount it because he feels sorry for you or he feels sorry for the other shop. I mean, he's the one with the magic wand. And he's not going to take advantage of you either. I promise you that. He's not going to take advantage of you. So he may very well just say, bring it on down, and I'll call you with an estimate. And and the diagnostic process is going to cost you, uh, hypothetically, $150. For $150, I'll know what I need to do. And at that particular point, I'll call you and give you an estimate. So Where's that's how I would handle it. Say that again. Where's he located? He's down on Washington and 40th Street. That's in Phoenix, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, great. I appreciate it so much, sir. I really right. do. Good luck. You're, you're, Good luck. Thank okay. you. Okay, thank you so much. All righty. F- folks, you can't do that. You you can't take have somebody rebuild your carburetor and then take it to a shop and have them install it, and now you have a series of problems, and the guy that installed it said, I just installed it. The problem you have is a carburetor-related problem. The carburetor guy goes, it was fine when it left here, which... I would say to him, how the heck do you know it was fine when it left here? It hadn't been on your car, the car yet. So in a, when you do a carburetor overhaul, here's the important part. 
you take the carburetor apart and you have specific problems with the carburetor, specific symptoms. It won't start cold. The accelerator pump is intermittent. It has no wide open throttle. It won't pass emissions. It's running really rich on the idle circuits. It's running really rich on the cruise circuits. You have all of these things going on with the carburetor. When you go in to fix it, then you put it back on. All of those things have to be gone. And I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't no 18-year-old kid out of auto mechanics in high school that's going to build a quadrajet based and fix it right based on symptoms. But the old gray-haired guys have been around a long time, and they know how to do that. So you just don't do, you don't take apart, um, you don't go buy a Quadrajet or a, or a Holley carburetor for your Ford or, or an AFB for your Dodge. You don't take it to a shop and say, put it on and then hold that shop responsible for the performance of the carburetor you do. Many of us won't even do that. There is There are customers of mine that have been around uh, in my shop and been customers of mine for 10, 20, 30 years. And I probably would bend the rules every now and then for one of them, (laughs) knowing full well it's going to turn out bad. But sometimes I can be a hero, and sometimes we can be a hero, and sometimes we'll find it and fix it and charge him a reasonable amount that's fair to us and fair to him. And uh, and perhaps explain um, what was wrong, and maybe he can go back to the guy who rebuilt the carburetor or who be, who rebuilt the transmission, and have him financially participate in this fiasco. But our industry is a lot better than that. I'm surrounded by really good shops that know right from wrong, but many of them also know that when you walk in the door and you've got a story that starts with that guy rebuilt this, and then I took it over here, and then I took it here, and now it's at your shop. Then they say, what's your labor rate? The answer typically is going to be, well, we're $400 an hour. <laughs> and you got to say it with a straight face. And they go, $400 an hour? The message there is, I'm not doing this for you. I'm going to hit you between the eyes with a huge number. And you're going to walk away and you're going to say, Salem is expensive as all hell. There's nobody else in town that's $400 an hour. Well, Salem told you $400 an hour because he doesn't want that car. Because at the end of the day, he's going to be like Judge Judy between the guy who sold the transmission, the guy who rebuilt the transmission, the guy who installed the transmission. So if I fix it, now all of a sudden I'm in the middle of all of it, and those three guys are sniping at me because they say, Salem, that's not true. Salem said this, and I had that part of the transmission, and I did it right. Well, Salem fixed it. That's all there is to it. Salem fixed it. So none of us want to do that. And, and, and that opportunity probably walks in our door once a month or even more than that. And it's just something that we don't have time to do. We just, I don't need to be the Judge Judy, and there's lots of guys out there, Blackwell and and uh, 25th Street Auto and Dave Martins and, and, and Harkers. None of us want to do that. We just don't want to be involved in those kinds of things. So just just try to avoid, um, try, try, to, try to have one shop do one thing and be responsible for the whole thing. Now, every once in a while, the shop will subcontract and they might send your rack and pinion out to be rebuilt. If they tell you they're going to do that, then don't let them step aside and put you in touch with the rebuilder. They stay in the middle. They stay in the middle. So if there's a problem, then the shop and the rebuilder are the ones that work it out. doesn't happen often, but when it does, it always gets ugly. I'm Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email address. Mark at MarkSalem.com. If you have a question or something, you can always send me an email and give me a phone number where I can give you a call back. And I do from a blocked line, so you have to know that I'm going to come through at a blocked line. And if I call and you don't answer, I wait five minutes and I call you back. We'll see you next week.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.